Well, how's it going, everybody? Isn't it lovely to be back again listening to me mouthing away about something? <laughs> Just kidding. Firstly, I want to apologise for my voice this week. I have a bit of a cold, um, but I'm hoping it won't dilute the message that you need to hear in this subject. But in my usual way, I'm going to take a few minutes and share with you a little piece of music. I'm maybe broken, but I'm strong. Take my hand, words unspoken, carry on. But what about me? What about? What about me? What about me? What about me? I will carry. for you all what is your breaking point and have you ever reached it 
The quick answer is although some will have reached it, most of you haven't. Although it, there may be times when you feel like you have. Okay, so why do I say that? Well, it's quite simple really. If you've reached your breaking point and stepped into it, then you've had a breakdown or a meltdown of sorts. Some may have reached breaking point but are still in control and therefore can pull back from it. And of course there will be those of you who are listening who will not have a clue as to what I'm talking about. So again I ask the question, what is your breaking point and have you ever reached it? In psychology we understand breaking point as the moment of stress where you break down or where certain situations become so critical that you no longer have control of your mind and therefore you cannot control your behaviour from its negative fallout. Now this will differ from one person to another. But if I was to be real about it, a breakdown is a breakdown, regardless of how it comes about. Can you remember at any time where you have thought, or even maybe have said to yourself or somebody else, I just can't take it anymore? Nobody can avoid continuous anxiety or stress. It's everywhere. However, how we deal with this moment in our lives can be very important. And it can be a defining moment for the better if we let it. Here are five possible signs, actually they're the telltale signs, that you may be reaching your emotional breaking point. Number one, you may be going through rather polar mood changes. We know that the emotional effects of stress and anxiety can have a very serious impact on our everyday mood, but it will also have an effect on our mental health, especially over time. You may find that you're more irritated than normal or more negative than usual. It will begin to affect your work, your relationships, and you may even find it more difficult to finish simple tasks. Now, if you don't deal with these signs, they will become overwhelming and it'll leave you feeling depressed, frustrated, trapped, and even bored or lazy. Number two, you may find it hard to sleep at night. If you find that your life is stressful, you will begin to notice that your sleep pattern is off. In fact, you may find that it's hard to get to sleep or even stay asleep and you will certainly find it difficult to get up in the morning and therefore you will lose some of your motivation. We know that a lack of sleep brings its own stresses and strains along with physical discomfort and tiredness. Number three, you'll probably find it awfully hard to focus and concentrate even on the simplest of tasks. Look, if you're having problems in concentrating or staying focused, or you're unable to remember certain things, then this is a good sign that you're near your breaking point, especially through anxiety. This type of challenge or change with regards to your thinking and your memory is also called brain fog. And it normally happens when you're juggling several emotionally stressful situations all at the same time, because these will make you both confused and forgetful. Number four you will have problems with personal relationships. Think about it, because of the stress and anxiety and the emotional exhaustion that you already feel, that will ensure that your behaviour will become uncontrollable. You may even find yourself picking fights with your partner or your kids over small little trivial little issues. You may find yourself getting angry or cheesed off with your partner for simple petty things. You may even find that you become detached and withdrawn from family and friends. And you do know that this will leave you less likely to ask for help or even be present to those who need your emotional support. Number five, you will have 
low self-esteem. In fact, it'll be touching rock bottom. If your mind becomes overwhelmed with a negative thought pattern, you will have become less inclined to view yourself in a positive way. So you will criticize yourself more or even feel more hopeless. You will be more likely to feel less confident in yourself and especially around situations that you've had no problem with dealing with before you became overwhelmed. We know that if we don't deal with these types of effects, then it will lead to depression. So here's a question that you might like to ask yourself at this point. How do I deal with the stress in my life? As I said earlier, we all deal with reaching our breaking point differently. Some who would normally balk under pressure may just stop responding. Another person may be more angry and simmer and then explode all of a sudden over the simplest of things. So it comes down to how we deal with pressure, stress and anxiety. Because remember, reaching our breaking point will only happen when our ability to cope with these breaking points breaks down. Now, if I was to ask you, what is your stress or anxiety response? How would you answer it? Well, let me give you three stages that might be involved. Number one, you will be aware when you're under pressure from stress and anxiety, yet you still feel that you're in control and able to cope. Stage number two, stress and anxiety begin to frazzle you, but you make a conscious move not to respond with anger or impatience or blame. Stage number three, you can no longer cope and you lose your head and release all the tension you're feeling in a split second, which will leave you feeling both embarrassed and guilty. Now I just have to run and get some water, so I'm going to play you a little song while I go and do that. Surrender 
Hearing down the lies I still believe So be free My old friend I know you'll be beside me till the end here about stress pressure and anxiety that build up over time not the everyday stresses that might jumpstart a stress response like if you are in a car accident or you hear an unwelcome piece of news or even hormonal impacts associated with the flight or fight response i'm talking chronic stress anxiety more like listening to a dripping tap constantly first you hear it then you get annoyed with it until finally you just can't put up with it anymore. And it's at this point, or stage three, that's time to fix the dripping tap. Not taking action would be like walking around with a stone in your shoe and not stopping to take it out. Some will try to walk around with it and ignore it and even push through the pain. But it'll steadily get worse and the pain becomes too much to manage. And then we behave out of that soreness wouldn't the best thing to do would be to stop and remove the stone. Another thought says it's your work that is the stressor. But hey, you need the job because you need the wage you get from it. Then the best way to deal with that stress is finding a balance. However, this can only happen at stage one. Why? Because you're still feeling centred and in control, which means you can do something about it. I mean, if you look at modern society and culture, it seems to me that it is actually set up to reinforce this relentless, restless existence. It has this ability to glorify action for its own sake, so that resting feels like giving up. Like how many times have we said about ourselves or someone else, I thrive on stress or he thrives on stress or she thrives on pressure. They only need a couple of hours sleep. The problem with this is that the reality is so different. Being overly stimulated even by the positive feelings will be stressful and will be very unhealthy in the long run. But being able to stay relaxed, present and centred is the best possible state of balance for both our minds and our bodies. And anything other than that will have an effect on us in a very disempowering and negative way. But remember, your minds will tell you everything is fine and I can cope. Rubbish. I challenge each of you to take a look at those around you who say they can cope better with little sleep or constantly being harassed by their emotional stress or anxiety and tell me that they're balanced. 
that they're happy and content and have space for themselves or family and friends. That they never say, no, I can't go with you, I have to go to work, outside of the normal working hours. Or, sorry love, I have to work this weekend, there's so much going on at work and they need me to do whatever it is, so you'll have to go to the park with the kids on your own. But I'll make it up to you. This goes for both sexes. Here are just some of where we can push ourselves out of balance. And remember, sometimes we do this knowingly. One, you work until you're knackered. Two, you put up with a lot of stress at home or at work, or both. Three, when you're off, you seek distraction with TV, video games, or being on your iPhone or your iPad or your computer. Four, you focused intensely on something and don't move around. Five, you take life too seriously without humour. Six, you will overschedule your time. Seven, you may be addicted to just being busy. Eight, you can constantly worry and fret over things. Nine, you will constantly text, email or check on things. You won't be able to sit still. Ten, you will find that what you eat is full of sugar, fat and processed foods or all three. Eleven, you cannot sit still to eat. You rush at your food. I challenge you to take the next week and look at your life for the next seven days and then tell me you don't do any of the above on a regular basis. So let's take a moment to discover what we can do when, we're, when we see ourselves getting to that breaking point in our lives. What can we do? Well, none of us can stop the demanding situations from coming into our lives because it's natural. But we can change how we respond to them. Here's a couple of things to try if this happens to you. Imagine your face is getting hot. Your hands are getting cold. Are you breathing from your chest instead of your abdomen? Pay attention to how you feel. Take steps to calm yourself before attempting to respond to whatever is going on around you. So how do I pause the play button in my life? Here's a technique. Physically stop. Take a step back. And that might mean going away to be by yourself. Not in isolation, but to do the following. Take a deep breath in. Take in as much air as you can possibly hold. Hold that breath for about four seconds. And as you breathe out, breathe it out slowly. Then pause for four or five seconds and do it again. Now do that repeatedly for as long as it takes for you to be breathing slower and where you have relaxed and become calmer. Now it won't stop the situation, but it will help you to deal with it in a much more positive and balanced way. So let's take a little look at maybe how to prevent emotional meltdowns or breaking points. One, try adopting routines that reduce stress levels. Two, start listening to what is going on in your body. Three, do not ignore negative or uncomfortable feelings. They're there for a reason. Four, ask for help. Five, maybe spend more time in nature. Six, make some time for fun and humour in your life with people that are close to you. Seven, get professional help if you find it difficult. Do you know, I think it was Benjamin Franklin who coined the timeless phrase, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. I think it was in 1736. Now, I know he was asking the citizens of Philadelphia 
to be more vigilant around fire awareness and prevention. But doesn't stress, anxiety and pressure cause a certain fire within us that can be out of control? So maybe his saying wasn't as far away from the present truth as we'd like to think. And before I go, just my sincere apologies about my voice this week. I truly am sorry because it's probably grating on your nerves. And if it's your last nerve, go and get some help about it. Stay well and stay safe, everybody. Namaste. When you're waiting on temptation And all your things are packed You're waiting for the moment When you know you're never coming back Ever again And I can't pretend that that's not fear When everything you knew Is already gone And everything I was something It was nothing all along I can't pretend And I can't pretend that that's not fear I said goodbye to the Not fear. I say goodbye to the day.